When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hail Cheaters, welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name's Josh, I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Let chaos reign, Josh. Uh, mm-hmm. Back from the international break, and nothing says so quite like one to four Chelsea Brentford. Who had that <laughs> yeah. scoreline? One to four Chelsea Brentford, Watford putting Mo Salah in their pocket. That was mm-hmm. that was surprising. It was, yeah, it was it was a strange. Well, I mean, they're all strange. Every post-international break is is a little odd. Right. It's, it's you know, even as a from a fantasy perspective, it's like you, you get you lose that week, and suddenly, like it's like I forget how to manage. It's like I forget, you know, it's like I yeah. I, was, I was thinking this weekend I need like the equivalent of like FPL electroshock therapy uh, in the off season. I need to. Yeah. I want I want to like just I want to totally rethink how I gather information and make decisions because I just felt like I had no process. It's it's like I, you know, it's like this year, especially with like all of the kind of data, it's like this year has really been the rise of like big data coming to fantasy and people crunching numbers and putting together. And now that stuff hasn't existed before, there's just so much of it now. Um, And I, it's, I feel like it started to like warm its way into my brain, like a little too much, (laughs) you know, maybe it's hard for me to just be clear and strategic because I'm like considering all of these little data points that pop up that say, Hey, maybe you want to do this or that. So I ended up making three transfers. Uh, All of them look bad so far, but let's, you know, let's see. I mean, you really, you have to, you actually, you know what? It's a perfect example is what, what ended up kind of saving my, my game week. We have more. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to jump too much in the game. We talk already. We've got a couple of things we want to cover first, but um, you know, I had made a transfer for Matt Dockerty. Uh, a few weeks ago and uh-huh. it was kind of like a, a whatever transfer, you know, just sort of a, like, not like a full on bust, but he really didn't do anything. I sort of brought him in after his, you know, some of his att- attacking returns and, mm-hmm. you know, and then today he showed exactly why you bring in these players. And even, you know, even though we're getting close to the end of the season, you really can't look at any one transfer in a vacuum, right? You have to give it at least two game weeks if it's a double game week or right. give it three or four weeks because um, in any one week, it's it, the odds are just aren't that good, right? It's like you look at someone like <laughs> like Harry Kane and, you know, he may be heavily favored to to score in a game like uh, the Newcastle match today, heavily favored, right? Mm-hmm. That means he has maybe like a... 53% chance of scoring, right? You know, it's like, even like right. when you're heavily favored, it's not like it's like 80%. It's like, you're just slightly ahead. And so, you know, the same thing goes for clean sheets and things like that. It's just, it's just never a guarantee that these things are going to happen. And so, you know, I'm trying to keep a little perspective with my transfers, but it does not look good to bring in Reese James, who got zero <laughs> points. Uh, Nick Pope, he got two. So great. And then my boy, Mm-hmm. Even though I've been bad mouthing him for four straight pods, I brought in Voot Veghorst. And yeah. who else was I going to bring in? Right? It was like who else? <laughs> they're all and no one. No one did anything this weekend. It wasn't like if I. I guess for Charleston, I could have had an extra three points, four points. I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, everyone was you know talking about Ian Acho uh, during the international break. I don't know how you missed that boat. 
Right. And actually, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Nacho. Like, Vardy's supposed to be back soon, so who knows, right? And actually, it was three points for Richarlison because he got a yellow card late. So really, of can't even... Yeah, of course he did. So, um, I think yeah. perspective is, yep. is the right word to bring us back from the international break looking at this game week because while everything looks chaotic and we saw some weird score lines, I still see consistency yeah the the narratives still haven't changed liverpool and manchester city continue onward in their fight for the title mm-hmm. everton and frank lampard continue to just be a horror show uh and chelsea continue to be inscrutable as mm-hmm. a pretty good team yep. and 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 the rest is just kind of there so um it, it's just funny when i look at the score lines when i look at my fantasy team i really don't know what to make of it but then when yeah. i step back and look at the whole picture i'm like oh of course oh yeah manchester united leicester 1-1 very yeah. very easy to describe how that all happened so i'm still i'm seeing lots of things that still make sense here yeah, the Chelsea one is I, maybe they're just like consistently inconsistent, right? I I really don't know, and maybe Chelsea supporters would be more able to weigh in on this whether the chaos with Abramovich and the ownership stuff if it's a factor at all. I mean, how could it not be a little bit, right? I mean, they're only human. Like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of like if your if your workplace was being sold to somebody else, right? Like, I feel like even if you're just a kind of player who's there for two seasons or whatever, it's like, there's just a lot. It's in the news. People are asking you about it. I'm sure it's yeah. like, it's just part of the, you know, everyone's running around. I'm sure there's a lot of chaos, you know, at the, you know, Oh, totally. You know, the yeah. boss is away. Like Tuchel's being pulled into board meetings here and there. <laughs> right. Maybe he's missing yeah, exactly. some, uh, thing, <laughs> uh, some training sessions and people will start to talk. People yeah. will start to talk. Well, I want to ask you about your wild card. Uh, I'm sure you have some thoughts. Oh, please maybe, maybe do. They're, maybe they're they could be dark thoughts, but let's let's. But again, vacuum can't look mm. at it in a vacuum, right? One, yeah. Any one week. Um, but uh, I did just a couple of quick notes. Um, Brandon, you may not know this, but there is a large and growing parent population in Park Slope that are FPL managers. Okay, they hide. They hide among us here in here in America. You know, you, you never to, know. You have to put on your "They Live" sunglasses in order to see the FPL <laughs> yeah, exactly. managers and parts. It's, it, you can use the "They Live." It's it's a little bit like the um, like the the blacklist, you know, in the nineteen fifties. You know, it's like mm-hmm. there's sort of you know there's a you know, secret you know communists uh, lurking among yeah, us. Brandon, you're, you're meeting yeah. in, in darkened uh, bars or uh, <laughs> you know uh, Chinese takeaways and whatnot. Yeah, but I, I did want to shout out uh, some. Uh, I, I had a chance to meet a couple of uh, FPL managers uh, this weekend, Brennan, who are in the neighborhood. Some parent FPL managers, Noah and Louise. So uh, shout out to them. Um, and uh, yeah, and they just, it was just fun to meet like just random people. And I, I'm sure like, I, I don't know, you know, I feel like this must be a thing that happens more often in the UK. Uh, but in the United States, it is thrilling to meet people who play fantasy yeah. premier league it is not incredibly common so um i thought that'd be a fun thing to, to shout out top of yeah that. it is it's either thrilling or yeah you 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 accidentally bump bump into somebody in the workplace who plays fantasy and then that becomes the only thing that they want to talk about uh see your mileage may vary there it depends on how much you like these people some no and louise sound like wonderful people but they, they were great <laughs> that's a that's a transition to more meetups in new york city because next sunday is the biggest premier league match of this season thus far and it's it's man city hosting liverpool and we're going to get together at a beloved black horse there mm-hmm. in, in brooklyn so if anybody wants to Hang out with us. We've already got producer Brian who's going to come and hang out with us. If you want to watch this big game, I am suspecting a pretty packed house uh, at the Black Horse for that match. 
I think so too. I think uh, I think we're definitely going to plan to get there early. There are matches early in the morning too, so people will try to make a a day of it. Um, you know, so well, more information to come. We'll, we'll post about it on social media and our Slack and things like that. But you know, you and I have just not been able to do a lot of meetups uh, for yeah. obvious reasons the last couple of years. So it's you know, this match uh, really deserves it. We're going to talk more about the uh, the fantasy prospects on on these two clubs and maybe how to how to play them um, in in the you know. Uh, in the running order to come. So, uh, Brendan, I do want to ask you though. I mean, so you, mm. you, you, I know you hemmed and hawed a little bit on whether to play the wild card at all, uh, mm-hmm. going into the game at 31, ultimately decided that most Salah, listen, I mean the most Salah thing, I, I don't even feel bad about that. Right. I mean, like, you know, captain him, it's like well, most solid home to Watford. Like what, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, right. very unlikely that he would look so kind of off the boil in that match. Mm-hmm. There is that word variance, and uh, y- there are so many ways to uh, talk about Mo Salah right now. Where are you brave or cowardly in terms of? Oh, I, I I'm afraid of Salah's effective ownership, so um, I need to stick with that. Whereas you should be more brave and go without Mo, especially if you're looking to climb rank. But there is also the piece of it where. Agree. Green arrows just come with lots of points, and I still f- putting this wild card together. Still felt strongly that Mo Salah was one of the better routes to points that that could help you know elevate yep. my my team. So I, um, yeah, if I were to go back in in time and do it again, of course, maybe I'd take a risk on somebody like Kevin De Bruyne. But I just feel like that is only something that would make sense in hindsight for this fantasy team. But that that is why I played my wild card. My pre-wild card team would have fared much better this week because I did have a trifecta of Spurs players there and I did get rid of Kulusevski and Son on this wild card. Uh, and I I took a flyer on Kai Havertz. Uh, Havertz and Reese James, these two Chelsea boys, like I just, I keep getting... Yeah dirt from these guys and Reese James is <laughs> yeah has been frustrating for so many and he's been he's been uh transformative for for a lot of managers such as yourself Josh and um I I just can't believe I got another zero from him I I really I can't I'm, you I'm just really astonished. get the good you get the good with the bad with him you really do I mean yeah. it's even just it's kind of funny I mean because he has since game week 19 Right. So since game week, that's back in, I don't even know when that was sometime in December, he has exactly three. He's played in three matches since game week 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, you know, if you, if you include game week 19, he's, he's only played in four matches. Um, and he got a zero, he got zero points in game week eight, uh, 19, one point in game week 20, 18 points in game week 28, and then zero points in game week 31. And that's it. Right. So averaged yeah. out, you're looking at, 19 points across four games. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, what is that? A 4.4.5, point whatever it is, 7.5 return. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just like you do, you really get the good and the bad with him. And um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of frustrating. I mean, you know, he came on, I was, you know, sort of secretly hoping that he just wouldn't come on at all. Uh, obviously like once, once you get that, that, especially once, once he doesn't, if you, you know, I feel like when, when your defender doesn't start any player, really, if they come on right at 45, I'm kind of okay with it. I feel like I can kind of build a story in my head about what they can mm-hmm. do, you know, in 45 minutes. But I feel like once you get into the like 55 minute or later, I'm just like, don't come on. I don't want you <laughs> on the pitch anymore. Stay off. <laughs> sure. Sure. It, it's rare that anything happens there unless you're, say, Mo Salah. 
Um, and, uh, so I, and Reese James's zero actually blocks Fabian Schar, uh, coming off my bench, uh, which is, uh, is just one tough. of those quintessentially yeah. bad FPL game weeks where the things that did go right, actually, I don't get to enjoy yeah. them. There was a version of my wild card where I had Ederson in goal, uh, but I opted for Pope in goal, uh, so I could keep Trent. If I went Ederson, I was going to downgrade Trent to Virgil van Dyke. Now I'm looking better right now with clean sheets from van Dyke and Ederson where I've just on a net two between Trent and Pope. But I just looking at Pope next to Ederson, I I could not really justify it. Five fixtures in three. Yes. Burnley is a, is a terrible team, but you, you just have to go for the cheaper goalkeeping asset with five. You got got the, I brought in I brought in Pope too. Um, I brought in for Ramsdale. Of course, now Ramsdale is like in full training and going to play tomorrow, which is just sort of, yeah. you know, whatever it happens. And uh, but I feel like we we got the Man City one out of the way, right? That was mm-hmm. the one that was like there was, yeah. you know, realistically we're just never going to get anything out of Nick. Like you know, unless he had, unless he stood in his head and got nine saves or something. You sure, know? it so was like it, it was kind of a miracle there. that uh, Man City couldn't convert another chance in the second half, and we did yeah. get those two points from Pope, and that's that's all right. And then Anthony Gordon is my other uh, flyer on this double game week, which is just like I don't know. Let's 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 pin this wild card team up on the big board and say, okay. you know, uh, this is a this here lies madness. Um, <laughs> and then at I least, mean, there, at least there, you didn't there bring ways. in Michael Keane, right? Could have been worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want to offend the one person who has Michael Keane out there. Sir Sirtulp has him. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. Okay. Sirtulp. You know, call me. Let's talk. You. That was that was a bad <laughs> move. Um, I mean, the you know, Gordon's saving grace is that he's four point five. He's four point sure. six now. But um, you know, there are ways to talk yourself into so many of these players and. Um, you know, the way I feel right now is I wish I had different players, but as you mentioned, you can't look at it in a vacuum. Wild cards famously never convert in your first yep. week. Rarely do they. That's so true. you That's just have to yeah. have to let them go. I, I do think it's safe to say that my, my season is pretty much DOA at this point. Um, yeah. so, uh, that, that is a bummer that, that this wild card kind of, Kind yeah. of uh, makes that clear, uh, but we'll just try to finish as strong as we can here. Yeah, I think that's seems like the right. It's like you got the right attitude. I hope that you know. I, I, right now, I'm just gonna ch- uh, hope everyone else has some fun for the rest of the season. I'm like gonna be like <laughs> like, like a lifeguard like a, or something. Like a grandparent over here. <laughs> that takes the kids to the park or whatever. You're like, listen, you guys just have fun. I'm gonna sit here and yeah, you know, read my paper and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, if you need anything, if you need a Werther's candy or something, <laughs> let me know. I got you. Yeah, exactly. We'll go, like, yeah, little Johnny, come on over. Um, well, it, you know, I'll, I'm going to transition to Patreon now, Brandon, before we get into that main, uh, sure. topic for this week's pod. But if you, um, had listened to this week's Thursday evening Patreon pod, I, you would have heard me make a, a strong argument in favor of Cristiano Ronaldo and Anthony Gordon, um, as, uh, as transfer <laughs> options. Uh, so, you know, if you want that kind of killer insight, right? I, I didn't ultimately <laughs> go for either one, but, uh, I was just, I, I was like, it was kind of one of those, if you want to be different, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's Yeah. Um, Somehow you, I feel like you've nearly netted the same points as Ronaldo plus Gordon with your. Yeah. 
didn't really. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess you can't account for illness. Who knows if he had, if he had, yeah. if he wasn't ill, he had, perhaps right, he would have right, had right, a, right. a great match. But uh, but if you want to support the podcast, uh, two, two reasons to do it, Brent. I mean, there are lots of reasons to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. One is just to say thank you uh, to to the cheaters, which is. A nice thing to do. And we'll say thank you in turn. Uh, Brennan, I'll, I'll jump ahead and thank our new patrons right now. we got a new do producer, pa- Robert Fox. Thanks, and, Robert. Uh, yeah, a couple other patrons as well. Jamie Jamie, Jamie Barr uh, and FPL Koboloy are the new ones. What is a, is a Koboloy a thing? Is that like a fish? We'll we'll get the intern on it. We'll have him Google it for <laughs> us. So we'll find out. The other yeah. reason, of course, Josh, you want to join Patreon right now. You know, think it's like the end of the season. But we are starting a new mini league just for our patrons. It's the Forever yeah. Young League. Yeah. You know, I'm here. I'm here with the grand I'm the grandfather with the newspaper on the park bench. But actually, yeah. I have a reason to be alive again, starting yeah. in game week 32. We're kicking off our forever young league, which means everyone's going to come in with zero points. And we play from game week 32 to game week 38. Yeah. And whoever has the highest score at the end of the season takes home a $250 cash prize. Plus your choice of whatever you want from our always cheating online shop. So I want this to be a reason for anyone who's like searching for hope, searching for a reason to get out of your FPL bed. Yeah. We are here forever young. Yeah, I think it's uh yeah, it was a great uh was that a Dylan song, right? I think Dylan initially did a, a then I think forever yeah. young. I want to be forever young. Yeah, I think that's a different version. <laughs> it's a different there's, one. There's, yeah, there's a couple, you know, I, I guess I think it's a pretty good Robin didn't um uh yeah, what's his name? Oh, geez, the uh, the hot legs. Uh, the, the other guy from Face the Faces. Yeah, what Rod is Stewart. This? Rod Stewart. Oh my! Am I getting old? What is going on? I can't. <laughs> I can't think of anyone's name anymore. Jeez. Uh, so if you want to support the podcast, and I like that that was the that was the song I picked, the hot legs song. It's like sure. twenty five classics, and I picked like the his like the Maggie Me Too, May the Me anybody Too song that I yeah that we all want to forget. Uh, anyway, so uh, that is that is. You can go to patreon.com slash always cheating uh, to support the podcast. Let's take a break. We'll get back. We'll talk about game week 32 and a lot more. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Brennan, this Friday, Game Week 32 yeah. kicks off. What is exciting about this is it is the first Game Week, I believe, since Game Week 25. So way back in whatever that would have been, late January, early February, uh-huh. that it's just a normal game week where you just have Thanks 10 God. fixtures across three days. You got some on Friday, you got one on Friday, some on Saturday, some on Sunday. And there's no doubles. There's no blanks. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a game week. And so yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. Like it's sort of, you know, and, and of course, I mean, it ends with what, I, what could be one of the great matches of reason i mean i hope so you know like yeah. certainly one of the most important matches we've had in the premier league and in, in you know in a few years time right the so fixture really usually exciting. the fixture has delivered over the last couple of years so you know yep. i there's every reason to expect a great match here i did want to talk a little bit uh, yeah obviously like you can find a lot of commentary on liverpool man city just generally out there uh but i did want to talk a little bit about um FPL assets. Cause I feel like it's something that comes up a lot, when, especially with this, this particular match, I'd say more than any other. I feel like there's a lot of questions about what to do with your, with your players. And, um, I just wanted to give a little background. So in the last four years, uh, since the start of the 17, 18 season, Liverpool and Man City played 12 times. They've actually played 13 times, but I, w- I don't want to count the community shield. Cause I feel like that's, doesn't really count, right? They don't really usually play a full squad for that. So they've played, uh, it's not canon. It's not exactly. It doesn't count. I mean, one of those, they, they didn't even play with like a real sponsor. I remember that was like that beautiful. I remember David, David Silva had that beautiful blue. Uh-huh. Man yeah, just like shirts. a retro kit. Yeah. yeah. Like it was like enough to make me like want to, I, I've never wanted to buy a kit except that one. Yeah. That's like the one that really, maybe that one that Mishu had when he played for, for, uh, you love that Christmas Swansea. kit. Yeah. Green and red. red and green Christmas kit. So anyway, they played, uh, 12 times Liverpool man city. Uh, that includes two, uh, champions league legs as well. Um, which I kind of forgot about just cause it had been four, it had been four years since they, since they played yeah. in those. Um, but, um, yeah, so they, they, you know, played 12, 12 matches. Um, there's been a total of 42 total goal, goals scored across those matches. So an average of 3.5 goals per fixture. So, this is not like one of these kind of, you know, in general, we have not had a lot of nil-nil type matches. In fact, there's of these 12, there's only one match that was a nil-nil, and that was in um, October 2018. So we've yeah. had goals in, in all of them. And in fact, we've only had one match since then that even, um, where team even kept a clean sheet. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, really, really high scoring uh, across the board. And speaking of clean sheets, there's been, f- so, you know, obviously there's 24 possible clean sheets that you could have across 12 matches if you include both sides. And there's been a total of five clean sheets out of 24. So it really is, you know, a match where you would expect goals. And, um, you know, in particular, I think most solid is the key question here because I am sort of a, like, there's been like some talk. He had Salah had like one bad match. And now people are like, I don't know if I'll captain Salah again the rest of the season. So I just drop him. I'm like, <laughs> really? Like, I, well, I, thought, I think the, yeah. Yeah, I, I realized I was pushing against this argument earlier, but I do think the argument is not he had one bad match. He just, he has not been returning FPL wise for months. 
now. And I, that is, there, there are issues that I have with that argument too, where, you know, sprinkled therein is like a double game week in which he unloaded points on all of the faithful yeah. managers. So, right. so it's not like Salah is, is, is a different player. He's gone away. He's still there. Yeah. And I think that that is, that is, he's kind of like in this weird patch of form right now in an interesting point in the FPL season where, it, it's it's made things kind of interesting where now you you do in a way, in a sense have an option to not captain him because there is a shred of doubt that he will uh, he'll fail to to deliver like what we saw yeah. earlier in the season. So what's your prediction then? You you are you feeling like Salah has uh, he he's going to uh, change the course of this argument in this fixture? Well, I mean. I think uh, we could talk more about captains in, in a second here, although I guess this kind of leads into it nicely. But um, Salah has scored uh, seven goals versus Man City since January 2018. So this is certainly not, uh, which I guess they've played 11. I mentioned that I, I looked back for the, the past 12 matches, and this was uh, – so he's basically scored seven goals in 11 matches. And, um, you know, people may recall incredibly um, just kind of on it he was uh, this, this fall when they played that 2-2 drop. And, um, you know, so I feel like he's really, um, I don't know. I, I feel like he's going to, whatever, um, like little dip that he's experienced. I mean, honestly, he's a little bit like Antonio where I just feel like he's just played so many matches and, you know, it's nice to see Antonio start to pick it up again a little bit. I thought he was, yeah. you know, um, a little more up for it in game week 30. And then, and then, uh, you know, again today too. And, um, you know, that I know he, he picked up an assist. It's one of those, it's a fantasy assist really, but you know, still it was good to see him sort of breaking away with the ball. That felt like, okay, I maybe agree. He, of, he looked good. He had a couple of good holdups turns. Um, he was, yep. he's he, yes, he's, it's clicking again for him. I agree. Yeah. So, um, so speaking of Antonio, uh, Mo Salah. So I feel like, uh, I just feel like it's, it's a temporary thing. And, th- and this match is almost like a, like a throw out the recent form. Like this is such a, such a crucial, you know, important match. And maybe I'm overstating. I don't know. It doesn't, to me, it's like the last time this happened, we had, I think it was the, I think it would have been the, was it the January 3rd, 2019 match? I feel like that was the Leroy Sané goal, the Leroy Sané match. Yeah. The two one with the, the late, I feel like that was, that was one of my favorite premier league, premier league matches ever. And it yeah. was, you know, and that was three months earlier than we are now. Right. So we are really, right. um, it was yeah, tense from minute one to minute 90 incredible stuff. Um, yep. and, yep. and nothing's changed between these teams. Some of the play, obviously, I guess a lot of the players for city have, have turned over, but, um, yeah, I, I can't wait. I, I, I can't either. So, I mean, you know, and from a fantasy perspective, my, I'm actually planning just to captain Mo Salah. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's, he scored in this fixture. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be up for it. I don't see this. This is a match that Liverpool need to win, right? A draw does not help them, right? They really mm-hmm. need to, to pull out the win here. And so I, I think that it's, it's a, you know, really important for them to, to go out there and attack and, kind of trust that Van Dyke can, can marshal the defense well mm-hmm. enough, you know, to keep them, you know, from getting a little too exposed to the back. And this is something they, they couldn't really do last season. Right. So I feel like, um, yeah, I mean, so I, I'm feeling really optimistic about, about Liverpool's, you know, chance, I, I, you know, I don't even know if, I don't know if a win is on the table or not, but I think that um, I do see this as a, as a pretty high scoring match. So that I guess gets us to the defense. I mean, you and I both have Trent, you also have Cancelo. Yeah. Is there any chance that you would bench either one of them for uh, Game Week 32? No. Um, 
I would not. Now, it is interesting to see the clean sheet odds, given historical data here, seem pretty low. But yeah. you don't have Trent or Cancelo because, uh, well, primarily because of the clean sheets. Yeah. We love these guys because of their attack, and they are they're almost mirror images of each other at this point uh, yeah. for either team, where Cancelo is is heavily involved in attacking particularly out wide, just like Trent is. So I yep. I think it's going to be, it's A, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch these guys as fantasy assets play in this match, and B, um, I, I think they have they they stand as good a chance as any to get attacking returns here. I've, yeah. I mean, who, who you, to bench them in favor of, you know, I'm looking at my team, Fabian Schar, you know, home wolves, yeah, but no, yeah. no. If I, you I had don't. gone, <laughs> if you had gone Van Dyke, as you mentioned before, that seems a little bit easier, right? I mean, because as you said, I mean, the whole reason that, that these guys are so expensive, yeah. uh, Trent and Kinsella, is because they get you points two ways, right? They they sure. can either attack or or keep clean shoes. And you have to at least, you know, price in the the possibility of a nil-nil, right? That would, that would certainly behoove Pep, right? Just mm-hmm. to get, get a nil-nil. They're still, you know, I believe it was, they're exactly one point ahead, right, in the table. So um, get a nil-nil. You know, win, you know, the rest of your matches and you win the title. Right. So I think that's, you know, or even a, a one, one, you know, yeah. like something, something low scoring. Um, and so I think that, um, there's at least a possibility of a nil nil in this match. And so I think that, that, that enough, th- that plus the potential, like you said, of, you know, I, I try in particular, I think that, um, he's obviously very well rested now, right. Mm-hmm. He's had a, you know, he'll play in the Benfica match, um, almost surely now, cause he was on the bench for the, uh, um, for the Watford match this weekend. So I think you're, you're going to have a, a rested Trent looking to, you know, kind of get out there and, mm-hmm. you know, improve it. And I, I think it's really, I actually think it's, it's great for, for Liverpool that Trent ultimately did get, I know he was injured uh, with this hamstring, but just for him to get three weeks of rest, I think probably yeah. does. He should be very, you know, up for it. I would think in the Man City yeah. match on Sunday. Bottom line is you play your best players, right, Josh? Like right. you can you yeah. can get too cute with trying to play the fixtures yes. of like at this, yep. like at the level that City and Liverpool are at. You have them, you yeah. play them, and that's just yeah. kind of the way it goes. I'm trying to think of yeah. I think maybe you're onto something if you have not even Van Dyke. If I have Van Dyke, I play him. If I have Jordan Henderson, if I'm that guy, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm probably benching Jordan <laughs> Henderson in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Char, I don't know. If I had Char and I had Van Dyke, I think I might start Char, honestly. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just I'm, I'm you know, it's because he scored this this goal. They did concede five goals today. So what do I weigh more? The the <laughs> free like, kick goal that kind of fluky. I yeah. was thinking earlier, you know, no offense to Spurs fans, but uh, Hugo Lloris, like he looks so cool. He looks awesome, you know, he looks like he's an awesome keeper, but he's he's like where does he rank in the Premier League? Is he like the? <laughs> he, he's not like a top five keeper in the Premier League, is he? No, I think he's just kind of he's kind of past it. He's kind of old. It's like when Ike, Iker Casillas' final season or two at Real Madrid. I mean, he ran into the 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 freight train that was Jose Mourinho. But you know, these both World Cup winners actually. Yeah, I think they. Keepers in particular, they can run into this wall where they just kind of stop being the the best in the league. I don't, I don't know. So that's yeah, I, yeah. I'm with you. I don't think, uh, think Loris yeah, is, think is like all that. Roughly six. They put him up there, kind of like with 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 Pope. Maybe you know. I think you got to put. 
Allison, Ederson, Mendy. De Gea. De Gea. De Gea is better than Lloris. Yeah. What about Ramsdale? Ramsdale or Lloris? Too early to say. Not enough data. Yeah. Insufficient sure. data. Yeah. What about Jose Saha? I'd rather have Jose Sa or, or Hugo Lloris. I think I'd rather have Sa. I don't know. Remember when we were Sa crazy, you know, like just a couple of months ago? We were crazy <laughs> okay. about Sa. All right. What okay, happened? Here's one. This is an easier one. Emmy Martinez or Hugo Lloris? Ooh. You got to go That's Martinez. That's an easy one? I think Emmy Martinez, Martinez is fantastic. He's a terrific goalkeeper. I mean, he's not. He's kind of fell back down to earth this season. Um, the defense has, uh, Brandon, not, not him. Mm, I don't know. I kind of am leaning toward Lloris there. I, this, a is, bit. Um, this is unreal. I can't believe mm, what I'm hearing right now. Sure. Um, question number two. Cre- creating a dr- drama here in the podcast, Josh. <laughs> That's true. My disgust uh, just <laughs> seeping through. The uh, question number two, Brandon, which which does get to the solid question, uh, which is who is the best captain for Game Week 32? Who would you pick? I, you know, you and I post our teams here. I have Captain Sala. I see that you've got Captain Kane and you do have Sala yes. on your team. So you opted for Kane. I don't have Kane in my team. And so it's in some ways it's, I, I do have Sun. Uh, and so in some ways it is a little harder for me to to, you know, like put myself in the shoes of someone who has Kane. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like it's I, – I don't know. I mean, is it an easy – is it open and shut for you? Just you're going Kane over solid, no doubt about it. For for me, but that's the situation I'm in. Like going into game week 31, I still was holding on to this idea that if I just make all of the right decisions, I can still like maintain a green arrow trajectory. Yeah. I'll do all the right things, including yeah. like Captain Sala. And after this week, the only way um, I can finish with any kind of interest um, is I have to just do different things now. Okay. That is kind of like I'm over that borderline. So I can't. You've never really been there before. So this is an exciting place for you. uh, Yeah, I guess. I mean, exciting slash hopeless. um, But um, Exciting for me, I guess, observing (laughs) it. So Kane, I, I think Kane, you know, it's, you've got to go by those, those laws of average laws of average law of averages, um, yeah. or, you know, five goals for Spurs, n- n- not one attributed to but, Kane. Kane's going to come back like yeah. an absolute crazy person against Aston Villa. Totally. Steven Gerrard doesn't really do the whole, uh, low block defensive. Like he's uh, Mr. Football man. we got to go all out, try yeah. to attack. They're going to be at home yeah. as well. Yep. So I, I suspect there should be some openings in the back for Spurs to counterattack into, et cetera, et cetera. We'll so talk more I, about I, Villa I, in a minute when we do our on-the-beach rankings, Brandon. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. see where they rank them. So I, I feel decent enough about Kane, but I feel I, I would feel good encouraging anybody to go solo this week if that was, if that fit your mini-league strategy wherever you were in your OR, and that that was right. Yeah, I don't know why it feels right to me. Maybe, maybe it was encouraging to see that he had scored seven in the last 11 matches versus Man City. And, you know, sometimes uh, I feel like when he first came to Liverpool, there was this idea that he was like, which which is always kind of nonsense because, of course, everybody does. Every every player does better. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo does better when he's playing the worst teams too, right? We all, they, they all do, you know? And so it's always, it's always a little unfair when it's like, oh, like Mo Salah hasn't done it against, you know, top clubs or whatever. Flat track uh, bully. Yeah, flat track bully, right? But, you know, but it really, it really is not true in this case, uh, you know, with, with Mo. And so I think, um, 
I don't know. I feel like, uh, yeah, it actually really started. I think when he scored, I'm looking at the, all these fixtures that happened. I think it was when he scored the fourth goal in that January 14, 2018 match. If you remember that match, Brennan, he scored from like midfield. It was like an incredible, didn't he loop it over Ederson's head? I believe. Yeah. It was like the the Liverpool were just raining goals in on city just in the first half and uh, one more spectacular than the next. Yeah, and I think they went up 4-1, and then they conceded two goals. It was a really hairy finish. Mm-hmm. So just like, what a great rivalry it's been the last five years. Just looking at these matches, just thinking back on how much I've enjoyed watching these two teams play. I just This is like a, one of those great weekends where fantasy and just real fandom collide, right? Because there's going to be perfect lots of harmony stuff. And, yeah, it's yeah. Perfect, perfect harmony. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you know, I, I honestly feel like if we have a little better energy or, or we, if, if we have more energy in this week's pot, I think it's honestly because I'm really excited about this match. I'm like just kind of gearing up mm-hmm. for it already. <laughs> um, all right, so we got Son and Kane. I, I think that um, to me, I you know, just most solid to me is uh, unless he's uh, injured or there's a great double game week option, um, he, to me is just the go-to and I, I'm not, I'm not especially concerned about this mild dip in form. It, 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 it is very mild. I mean, we're talking about a player who had, you know, uh, 10 points in game week, 29, 27 and in, in game week, 26 or whatever it was, 28. Um, so, you know, we're not that far removed from double digit returns for Mo. And so I think that, um, you know, as long as he's healthy and there isn't like some crazy double game week, I'm just going to keep catching him because that is a like kind of proven, fantasy strategy that that honestly is just a very reliable way to to accrue points and not and not worry too much it, play your best players and i think captain your best players is also yeah. you know part of it and I, I think that kane is you know is is a perfectly fine option too i mean and, and roughly equal i would say and if i had kane i would i would seriously consider it but um i don't know if they were if they were home i might be a little more inclined just the fact that it is a road match for for spurs it's the featured match on Saturday evening, and I, I wonder if Villa could be a little more up for it if that just maybe takes away some of the chances that Kane might have. I don't remember, actually, there was a Villa-Spurs match. I think it was, like, last season where Kane, like, won, like, the shadiest penalty he's mm-hmm. ever won. It was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, threw himself into the defender. And <laughs> he threw climbed. himself, exactly. Yeah, so maybe we'll see that again, you know, who knows. Um, but, so, yeah, I think um, I think those are both good. I mean, as far as other... I mean, I think that Sun is is completely reversed whatever my you know again it's like it's like it's like solid like it was like a micro dip in form right but son mm-hmm. uh looks great missed a huge chance today but otherwise i thought he had a really really good match and um yeah so i think that uh and we'll talk more about spurs in just a second here uh i i did want to throw out you know you talk about brandon being like totally uh just kind of going forward a little more i think that there are some dark horse candidates who are decent this game week too um i think that jared bowen who looks back and terrific and I feel like he's not in a lot of teams right now, right? Unless you had him for game week 30 and didn't, didn't wild card or whatever. And, or, you know, you brought him in, uh, actually, but he was injured, right? So you probably wouldn't have had him for, for no. Yeah. If you were a manager paying attention, you got a heel injury out for four weeks. Uh, you, you had to get rid of him and uh, we all did. And, yeah, one of those uh, hilarious. Oh, Bowen, he's back from injury. Let's let's see what he does, and then we'll consider whether or not we could get him back into our fantasy teams. Oh, there he goes, goal <laughs> yeah. and assist, max bonus. Um, uh, then you're immediately into did I miss the boat territory with Jared Bowen again? Which we probably are, right? Because they don't have any doubles to make up. Uh, they they have a nice run of fixtures, but they don't have a double in 33. Um, they still have to play Chelsea and Man City away down the stretch. It's just hard to 
advocate for, but but anyway, if you still had him in your team, or if you brought him in your team in a wild card in thirty and thirty one or whatever, I think that um, West Ham um, playing Brentford, I think that he could um, have some opportunities there. I think that Rafi- the, the part part of the problem with these guys is they're all they're on the road. I mean, it's it's, it's a kind of outside of kind of all of the captain options that you want this weekend are r- road captain options, yeah. right? I mean, I'm looking at all the home teams here. There's almost nobody I would consider captain from any of them. Maybe, <laughs> I guess, Leicester hosts Palace, and so you could consider the Madison Barnes duo, right? Maybe. Yeah. You can't trust yeah, those I, guys I, to captain I, them. Uh, though, it's interesting jumping from West Ham to Leicester because I think it's also worth flagging that both of these teams have huge weeks in Europe coming up. West Ham are in their first European quarterfinal since I think they said 1976. Wow. They host Leon uh, at yeah, home okay. yeah. on Tuesday, and then they're away the following Tuesday. And Leicester are also yeah. advancing in the Europa Thursday, League. Thursday, right? Um, they would play PSV on Thursday, right? Ex- yeah, exactly. So, or, or, yeah, reverse that, right? Yeah, it's a. Uh, West Ham play on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they both play on Thursday. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I said Tuesday. You know, I'm busy on Tuesday anyway. Um, <laughs> so I, it's, it's like I don't – like these these aren't terribly deep squads, Leicester and West Ham, so not fretting rotation. Um, I just – like I'm a little fearful of energy levels for these teams. That's – yeah. And so uh, you know, it's almost like you just kind of – default your way back right right you know right back to um you know spurs or liverpool i mean chelsea play southampton uh away there could be goals in that but you probably i would think brennan don't trust kai Havertz enough to captain him do you no Jeez, yeah. no yeah <laughs> now I'm, I'm sick of the sight of this guy already um <laughs> he missed like three chances in the second half like he really should have yeah, done more. It's sort of. I don't know. Yeah, this is like it's just the fantasy story as old as time. It's the same with Reese James. It's just like, where are you when I really need you? And, yeah, um, timing is everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on to something more exciting, which is uh, I want to talk about Spurs for a minute. Um, we have a few questions about them, and I thought you know I watched the uh, the match. I watched the watched the entire match, Brandon, the entire two hours. Mm-hmm. It's a real commitment there, and uh, no, it was it was great. I, I I enjoyed it because I you know it was just fun. I had three players in the game, and the you know I had uh, like I had the right three players. It's, it's such a thrilling you know. It's mm-hmm. like very rarely does that happen. You know where you have the, you have three players and kind of nothing else. That bad happens. I mean, I guess they lost their clean sheet, but otherwise, it was just a really good match for 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 Doherty and and Son and, and Kulisevsky. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just like it's Antonio Conte. Like, it's just crazy that he was sitting there for every Premier League club uh-huh. to to kind of vie for, and and then Spurs and Spurs got him, and it's like you just see it, right? Like they look so different. Like it's like there's like a you know, like, I don't know. It just feels like they're like, they're really up for it. It was a, I thought it was a really dominant match. I mean, I know it's, I know it's Newcastle and it wasn't like they routed, you know, Man City at home or something like that, but it was really a very impressive performance, I thought. And, um, you know, I, I did think it sort of makes us, it at least made me reconsider what I might do with my, my Spurs assets, you know, the rest of the season. Yeah, well, uh, they've got everything to fight for, and they're going to have to push hard to overtake. I mean, you talk about the Liverpool-Manchester City rivalry, that North London derby that needs to be rescheduled is going to be pretty epic this season, too, because 
it really is neck and neck between Spurs and Arsenal, particularly if Arsenal drop points along the way. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, there's, there's been a leak, Brandon, about the North London Derby. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the rumor now is it's going to be played on uh, Thursday, May 12th. So okay. that would that would drop it into um, game week 36 if that if that comes to pass. So just a, a heads up there. So, yeah, you know, hang on to those <laughs> hang on to those Spurs assets until then. I mean, there's I, I mean, I'd, I, I feel even stronger about the attackers than I do the defenders. Um, I think you do week in week say what you will about Darty's attacking prowess of late uh the weaknesses in the spurs defense is still a problem uh which they're just totally compensating for by how potent their attack is right now but yeah, yeah. like kulosevsky like they all they all have great um attributes kulosevsky is cheap sun is consistent and gets an extra point uh for clean sheets and his goals etc and Kane is on pens. So, you know, have all three. Yeah. And Doherty. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's just, yeah, there's just a lot, right? There's four different. I mean, I, I think the Doherty is, it has to be, I mean, Alex Shepard said, uh, do you guys think Doherty playing on the left today means that he's now the safest Spurs defensive asset? And um, I think so. I think that if, you know, obviously it might be a little different when, um, uh, who's the player's injured right now? The left Reg- back. Reggion. Well, Reggion too, but then I was thinking, who was the uh, other Ryan Sessegnon? When Ryan, yeah, when Sessegnon comes back, maybe because it, it felt like Sessegnon had won that spot a little bit. But I mean, Emerson Royale, I know he scored um, a very cheeky goal today, uh, sort of slightly lucky, like he dribbled across the line. But uh, I think in general, there there was no reason to come out of the match thinking, oh yeah, Emerson Royale no, is he awesome. Hit. He's he's won the spot back. So um, yeah, and I think I mean, and also Darty, I mean, just played very well. I thought didn't didn't do anything shaky defensively which is something that um definitely strong marcus alonso energy coming from darty at yeah. circa antonio conte at chelsea because yeah. alonso has never been like the crispest defender the right. most tactically sound defender all-around player yeah. uh but what he may lack there he just makes up in swagger ballerness uh attacking ability so i I like that Conte seems to be bringing more of that out of Doherty now. And yeah, yeah if he's going to play him on the right or the left, he clearly trusts him. And mm-hmm. yeah, even in the, even like the center backs, I, um, I don't, uh, none of them jump out at me. I mean, even after Ben yeah. Davis's goal today, it doesn't scream out a uh, fantasy buy to me. It's so interesting. The, um, the instincts of a player like Doherty, and it feels like you can't teach it. Right. It's like Kieran Tierney will would never in his entire career. He's never going to score a goal like Doherty scored today. Right. Mm-hmm. Like like a cross field. I mean, I, I guess it was just like it was just a very deep cross. Right. And it, maybe it was a little fluky just because it, it sort of sun kind of whipped in the ball a little bit. But just for like, you know, for him to sort of just crash the box unmarked and score a headed goal like that's just some I feel like some defenders and Alonzo is like the perfect comp there. Right. Some defenders just have that knack for it right they just Mm -hmm. kind of know all right this is my moment i'm gonna i'm gonna you know crash the box right now and Mm -hmm. um yeah but it does feel like it's like an instinctive thing that you just can't teach right and so you know as long as he can do that semi-consistently i think that he's really pretty safe in that team and under five million too i mean so you know it's kind of kind of like 
it's not like you're, you're just destroying your budget to bring them in. You know, it's sort of, um, I mean, it's, it's worth the risk. I mean, and they have at least one double to come still. So it's, it's not a great double. I think it's Liverpool away and Arsenal away. Um, mm-hmm. if, if it does fall in 36, so it's kind of a, you know, it's like <laughs> probably not the sure. one you want dirty for, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. If That's you have like opening them, up, a, a opening up underwear under the Christmas tree, honestly. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's useful to have, but it's not uh, the most exciting thing. And so mm. I feel like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, I guess I say this almost more like if you have them already, I wouldn't necessarily be like jumping to drop them from my squad. Yeah, you know, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, CG has a question. I mean, one of the oldest questions in, in fantasy. Was in uh-huh. recent, talk, talk about looking back the last five years. Um, Is he says, asking, uh, should I play my free hit? Yeah, well, that, there's that too. That's another classic question. Uh, he said, is, is Sun actually a better asset than Kane because he allows you to get another asset that is $2 million more? Uh, yeah, the answer to this is Sun's better than Kane when Sun scores more points than Kane. <laughs> when Sun's better than Kane. Kane's, Kane's better than Sun when Kane scores more points. So that's really yeah. the science behind it. I feel like I had kind of thoroughly come in on the I'm just always going to have Kane side of things, um, especially down the stretch. Last the thing about Son and Kane is that Kane is more consistent, especially now that he has this kind of um, he's developed his kind of passing. Right. And he's mm-hmm. become such a like such an assist machine. Um, I think that it really makes him just like a really consistent, easily. It's just very, it's very easy to captain him because it does feel like he's going to get an attack return in almost every match when he's kind of in form. Mm-hmm. Whereas son can have a match like he did in game week 30, where he has two goals and match like today, where he had a goal and assist and a couple of bonus points, uh, or he can slip and fall six times and, <laughs> you know, miss, I mean, just like anybody, you know, but it's just like, he, but Kane does feel like he's a little more consistent. And, uh, so I say all this, but then I have son on my team over Kane right now because, um, the money just made sense when I, when I was doing it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's like a really hard question to answer because, uh, you, you know, I think like the, the right answer is that you should just go with Kane for the extra money. But then when you're actually building your team, it often is hard to just find a way to fit in Kane and still have the team that you want. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you must have gone through this a little bit with your, with your wild card. Oh, very much so. Uh, if I didn't have Kane in my wild card, it's a good question. Would I have then just had son, I probably would have uh, used that money to get in somebody like Bruno or, De Bruyne, honestly, right? Um, Because I feel like upon jettisoning Kane, you're kind of saying I don't really believe in Spurs. Yeah, Uh, that was my personal view, just on wild card. Um, And I let's see, what what is Son's ownership right now versus Kane? Kane, Kane, right now, Son is at twenty four point one percent ownership. Kane twenty four points, virtually the exact same ownership. Kane slightly higher uh so there's really not much in it in terms of you uh you know fighting against the masses having one or over the other it's it's really a budget thing i i mean can't you just argue that they're the same player have one of them (laughs) yeah i mean i i guess i mean but there are the two million difference is there right and it's like it it, and like i feel like when i have both i find it unsatisfying a lot i don't know i don't know why it's like it feels like i mean you know part of it is that kane uh basically was a shell of himself for the first 20 weeks of the season. Right. He kind of was, was unconsiderable from a fantasy perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it really took and where, where his son was the more consistent player, especially early on, right. He scores the, 
only goal in a one nil win over Man City in game week one or two, whatever it was. You know, like they're sort of one, yeah. yeah, and you know, so it's just like you know, he, he has um you know, he kind of picked up the slack early on. And so he sort of cemented himself a little bit as like a more reliable fantasy asset. I will say in the top 100K, it is, uh, there is a more extreme skew where Kane is, I think, around 70% ownership and Sun is around like 39%. Uh-huh. So um, I think a lot of that was probably heading into game week 30, right? And people bringing in Kane and captaining him and stuff like that. But, um, and, and or people who wildcarded the game week 31 who just couldn't fit them both in. Um, so I think, you know, I guess depending on where you are, you could make an argument for, for son just because he also has lower ownership. So if you're like chasing, but I think I, I, but I I ultimately, if I were, if I still had my wild card, I would have done exactly the same thing you did, which is I would have kept Kane Mm -hmm. and dropped son. And again, it's just, Kane was the man of the match today, right? Like he was incredible. And it's just one of those times when fantasy doesn't add up to the contributions on the pitch. And that just like, we all know that that happens all the time. Right. And so that just, that happened to Kane today. We need the fan in the stand back. Come on. Give me a, give me a couple of points for Kane being just a cool guy, a great person. <laughs> he needs that, that good guy discount. Doesn't he? Brandon? <laughs> that, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, this reminds me of my, my friend, uh, our, our friend Ryan, who once uh, tried to get a buyback at a bar. We'd had two rounds. <laughs> you can't get a free beer for two rounds. No, no. at least three. I, you're reminding me of us being at the Black Horse, though, where you we were around round four, and you broke the code where you act you you also asked for it. You were entitled to it, but you can't ask for it. Did I? Get I don't it, care if it's though? two or four. I think you did get it because yeah, it got because well, it because it, it got super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, I don't, I don't, I, I blocked that from my memory. Uh, all right, Brandon, we have two more topics that I want to talk about. Let's take a quick break. And we'll get back and uh, talk a little more about gaming 32. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Brian, we're back. Mm. Two questions to go here as we look at 32 and the game weeks ahead. It's kind of hard not to, not to you know cast a longer lens when you think about this stuff because... Yeah. We've got all these doubles coming up in 33, which are suddenly feeling kind of like, like maybe something you shouldn't be taking too seriously. Like it's sort of, you know, I don't really, I mean, it's like, we're all going to have three arsenal, I suspect. And then from there, it's like, I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not like super enamored with some of the, uh, some of the options. Oh God, imagine getting Brighton players. I, I, tr- I truly yeah. can't imagine. That's right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about them uh, in a second because I, I, I want to unveil the always cheating on the beach rankings, Brandon. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, we want to know. Everybody wants to know. 
Exactly. It's still early on enough that we can you can talk about on the beach without people rolling their eyes. Brent, I want to get ahead of the on the beach talk. You know, yep. so we cover it, and then when other people talk about it later, you can roll your eyes. But you know that we were there first. You know, so that's uh, that's, that's what's important to me. <laughs> we're All the right. ones that count. <laughs> yeah, but first, uh, I had a question from Jamie that I thought was I thought was interesting when people are thinking about transfers and uh, captains, I suppose a little bit, and just think mm-hmm. about the run in. And he said, "How do you choose between the most popular premium players?" So I guess that would be. Players uh-huh. who are extremely expensive for their position. Uh, premium players for the run-in. It says, right now, I'd say those players are, it says, Reese James, Cancelo, Robertson, Trent, Son, Sala, KDB, Kane. It says, uh-huh. it's possible to own all eight, but the question is, how many is it possible to own? I honestly think these choices are the key to maximizing your rank the last few game weeks. Um, and so, Brennan, I just thought, you know, Remember, I'll, I'll repeat this, okay? James, Cancelo, Robertson, Trent, Son, Salah, KDB, Kane. Uh-huh. I think you and I should try to rank these players one to eight. Okay. Okay? And then uh, <laughs> we'll move on with our lives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, right. Oh, God. Uh, so we'll start with number one. Like, who's the one where we feel like he's... Is this is this a degree of essentialness? I guess so, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, yeah, it, most popular... Like, who who do you think are the most important players to own for the run-in? Yeah, and but but I think this is really context dependent, right? Because if you're defending a lead, right, mm-hmm. then I think that there there is a particular ranking for these premium players. Right. If you're out there trying to overcome uh, somebody who has all these premium assets, the goal is kind of like do the opposite. Yeah. And take whatever order we put these players in and That's flip true. it. Well, let's 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 assume for for this for argument's sake then that you are um, at least competitive near the top of your mini league, the mm-hmm. top two or three spots, let's say. So, in other okay. words, you're sort of looking for optimal strategy, right? Um, and you're not sort of trying to game theory it up. You're just trying to like pick like the best, you know, options that are in front of you. So, I I, I do think that ultimately because he's still got a double to go, and and honestly, some pretty good fixtures. Uh, you know, once you look past game week thirty two, I think Salah has to be um the the top priority. I I don't I don't agree with any of this talk about dropping Salah for Bruno or whatever whatever madness that that pops into my feed. Sometimes I am I am all in favor of having Mo Salah and mm-hmm. capturing him most weeks. Honestly, sure, I I can't dispute this. And then I think the argument then is uh, who comes second? Is it Trent or is it Cancelo? I find Cancelo really interesting because oh, hey, Manchester City is just like such a mess when it comes to picking fantasy attacking players. Like yeah. you got KDB right here. I feel like. Clean sheets for City are quite bankable at the moment. Um, Trent is still, I, f- I feel like there's, Trent is just a better fantasy asset. He's going to get us more points. So I think it goes yeah. Salah, Trent, and then Cancelo in third. Yeah, I think that Cancelo, and I, I might even have Cancelo a little bit lower. I mean, part of it is that the attacking returns have really dried up for Cancelo. Um, looking looking back, he only has, he has zero goals and one assist going back to game week 20. So mm-hmm. basically like you have to go back to the, the festive fixtures to, to see any kind of attacking return. Now granted he's had picked up bonus points and he's, you know, really consistent starter in that team and, you know, offers a lot of threat. I mean, you know, it's certainly like not, would not be inconceivable for him to have a goal assist and a clean sheet uh, this weekend. And so I don't want to sound like I'm nagging him at all, but he has not offered 
maybe the consistency of attacking returns that you're getting from Trent. So I'm, I'm definitely with you. I would definitely put Trent above Cancelo. Yep. I, I do wonder what the strategy is in the top 100K in terms of city defense, though, because I, I saw when I was doing my wildcard tinkering, a number of people throwing out wildcards where they were tripling up on city defense. Uh, so there yeah. are people that are like moving a lot of money into city defense right now. I don't like, I'm not like, I mean, they have a great run ahead, uh, but I, to me, like having more than one city defender feels not optimal. I mean, I don't know. Like they have all these champions league matches to come. Like we need, we know we've seen rotation year over year. They don't have a lot of, double game weeks to come as well. They play Liverpool in 32. It's like, I, I you know, so I'm not really um, like, and, and, and you know, part of the problem actually is that some of these matches they have coming up are, are actually too easy. Like it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're too good. And mm-hmm. that, that is going to lead some have to heavy rotation because, you know, if it's, if it's the FA cup semifinal, you might prioritize that over Watford at home, right? Like they can, they can trot out almost anybody and beat Watford at home. You know, um, and I, I know that I know that they're in a title race and, and they're going to have to play, you know, a top squad all the time. But they, they're st- they still are going to have to to rotate. They have the squad to do it. Um, and so I think, you know, especially with the Champions League that we could see, um, you know, a little bit of chaos. And so I, I suppose Laporte is probably um, a pretty safe option as well. I, I don't mean to get into like too, too far. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you raised an interesting point. I hadn't really thought about <laughs> having more than one Man City I, defender. I'm not time. advocating for having multiple city defenders. I, wh- I guess what I'm just suggesting is, uh, you know, optimal strategy and whatnot. Bear in mind, uh, there yeah. are forces at work in the city defense. I'm putting Cancelo third. Who are you putting in third? I think I'd put Harry Kane third, honestly, uh, just because uh, – I just feel like, you know, if, if, if I'm thinking about premium players and what I want, I want double digit returns, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with as, as often as possible. And that's what Kane offers even today. He very easily could have had double digit returns. You know, it was just sort of, you know, maybe his shooting, his shooting wasn't as sharp as he's been, but he, he should have had at least another assist for Son. Son missed a mm-hmm. golden chance from ball from him. And, um, you know, I feel like, uh, and that would have put him at eight, right? Like kind of eight. Eight easy points right there from him. Maybe he picks up a couple of bonus points in that. that would have put well, him right? at uh, seven, actually. He finished on four. Lest oh, you right, forget he had the, the cheeky yellow, the, not the cheeky, it was just the dumb yellow card he got. It was a yellow card that you could see coming like mm-hmm. the second he gave the ball away. It was like he made a beeline for the yellow. It was yeah, like Van, Van Persie style. I feel like I <laughs> yes. saw Van Persie get that yellow a million times. That's true. That's a funny, uh, I, I hadn't thought about that, but that is very, uh, God, I miss, I miss Robin Van Persie, Brandon. Brought up us, you know. Sorry to bring that up. I know I'm tearing (laughs) up over here. Um, So I would I would put him third, and uh, I I think it's fine to put Cancelo fourth, though. I mean, I think he's a you know, especially because price. I think it's fine to think about price as a factor here as well, right? Be easy to say, yeah, I want the four most expensive. Like it'd be great to put KDB up there as well, but you 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 can't really have Kane, KDB, and Salah. And to me, I'm still. Kane is actually or KDB is like is is actually the perfect example of what you're talking about in the like if you're chasing category. Uh-huh. Like if you are looking to for points uh and you want to be a little bit different, then I think the KDB is is very, very viable. Um maybe mm-hmm. there's a way to do it anyway. Like I don't I, I can't imagine a wild card that has Sun and KDB and no, and, uh, it, 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 works, listen, but. I tried, I tried, I tried, and you can't yeah. do it. I know how much you love um, KDB. <laughs> You can't do it. That what you sacrifice, I don't even think you could still do it. Just going four point five defenders all all 
across the back. So that's a problem. But uh, yeah. so, yeah. OK, so we've got James, Trent, uh, not James. We've got uh, Sala, Trent, and then we're we're flipped on Kane yeah. and Cancelo in fifth yeah, place. Can- gonna get pretty confusing pretty fast but let's yeah. let's put let's put sun in there i mean um <clears throat> still his double game week has been um you know really consistent especially at home um i didn't know that he had scored the most ma- that he had scored the most goals at home of any player in the premier league this season mm-hmm. um and so i think that's kind of interesting like it, just, it actually made me think okay like if i'm at all on the fence about about a solid captaincy like let me see if let me see if sun is playing a home match and if so yeah. if like that's that's a you know that's a possible captain option. I will just say, like, I would make a case to put KDB in this position. Sure. Uh, and City very well will have a double later in the season once FA Cup things yep. get yep. Uh, yep. sorted out. So, you know, you're you're still getting that if you uh, if you're going to rank KDB above Sun. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it's splitting hairs. I think. Kane and I, God, I think KDB and, and son are kind of on the same line for me on, in fifth place. Yeah. And then I think well, this is going to get confusing soon. So I think we're going to end this, this ranking. Cause I don't even know where we are. <laughs> Who's anymore. left. We've but, got, what? we've got Robertson, Reese James. Uh, if, if, if you can see yeah. that KDB is maybe just below son, then sure. we, then we're just left with Reese James and Andy Robertson. Reese James yeah. can be, put into a rocket ship and sent to Mars for all I care. <laughs> I, know. Um, I already regret having him. I know he's going to get 29 <laughs> points this, this weekend and I'm going to feel great about it again, but I don't like having players like this. Like, you know, it's, I mean, you selectively, I mean, I had him in the fall and it was amazing. And there are always times, you know, when it makes sense to, to have these types of players, you should never rule anybody out just because they're annoying to have. But uh, yeah, down the stretch right now, I mean, Chelsea have champions league matches. They have, they're just so deep defensively. I mean, it, it, you know, it's like considering four goals to Brentford is insane, but in general, they have just have a lot of depth, uh, you know, especially, uh, you know, in the, in the, that right back position you have, you know, like, well, I, I mean, I guess, I suppose you really have two at this point. You have Aspliqueta and, um, you know, cause I, I think the Cal is, isn't, I think Callum Hudson Odoi is, is injured right now. And so, you really have Aspie and Reese James and, but, but Aspliqueta is an amazing player and, you know, he's going to get his minutes if he's not playing as a center back. So um, there's kind of always the risk with James and James just can't stay healthy too. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Robbo fits into seventh. James goes to eight. <laughs> and with that, with, a, with that Andy Robertson, who is, who is just like remarkably fit, consistent, great, we love him. Andy Robertson is basically the bass player uh, of every band that you love. Yeah, um, that's he's not a the George. He's the George Harrison. Of, yeah, of Liverpool. right. Who is yeah, who is? You know, we know George Harrison is not the bass player, obviously. But oh, right, uh, of course. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's lead guitar. Paul's the bass player. I I, I know that. I, I feel like I do, need to clarify that, or I'm going to get. But 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 that said, he yeah. is. To, if if Robertson were anybody on the Beatles, he would be. Well, would he be? Uh, so let's take Mane, uh, Sala, Trent, and Robertson. And mm-hmm. who are they in the Beatles? So Mane and Sala are obviously, um, I would say Sala is McCartney and Mane is is Lennon, right? That's an interesting question. I feel like I might go the other way around. I feel like, I don't know. That's It feels like Mane, or Sala's a little flashier, which makes me feel like he's a little more like, 
like like John. Yeah. You know, I mean, John I, I, John yeah. courted controversy. Paul Paul, you know, stuck around for a long time, but I feel like like Paul in the '60s was a little more was a little milder. You know, his yeah. personality was a little milder. Well, I think I think Moe's personality is quite uh, mild off the pitch. Not that Mane's isn't, but I just feel like Mane's style of play is a little more chaotic. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, we, about, we're split. Could, could Mane be Ringo? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's I, gotta, maybe that's Robertson. I, he really consistent. That's a I don't know. I kind of think Trent is Ringo in a way. Uh, wow. Trent. Trent, Fry- <laughs> Trent I don't know that I agree like, with that. He doesn't seem like the brightest of of the, these four guys, Trent, uh, even though he's like a remarkable footballer. But he seems I think bright. I'm going, I, I'm going Salah is Paul, yeah. Mane is John, Trent is Ringo, and and <laughs> Robertson is Harrison. I feel yeah. like I've seen a photo of, of Trent with a with a book in his hand. Where, where do you get this bright, <laughs> bright dog from? I don't uh, know. It's a, it's I'm yeah. going on guts here. Okay, fair enough. Well, I think that uh, I think that I would I would put uh, Trent in the George in the George Harrison spot mm-hmm. because there's an argument always that George Harrison was kind of every bit as great um, as the rest of the Beatles and you know as John and Paul and didn't get a chance to show it. I don't actually really agree with that argument, but that is something that's out there. And I think that you could argue sometimes that Trent is sort of as because he's a back. Right, mm-hmm. he maybe doesn't get the shine that someone get back. get you know the, the start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, that's that's that was an unexpected twist. Uh, we'll do the Rolling Stones next week, Brandon. And we'll figure out who the Bill Wyman is of the uh, of the <laughs> of, of Man City or something like that. Um, all right. Final question. Uh, it's 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 becoming increasingly important. I felt it this weekend a little bit. Um, the squads that are on the beach. For anyone who doesn't know that term, it basically just means that you are um, kind of on vacation, like, in vacation mode already, right? In vacation mode, exactly. It's like you know that Friday before you leave work for a week, you know, or before um, you know whatever. In, our, in America, you know, before the the before Fourth of July weekend, I feel like is always the big one, right? Where it's like it's like middle of summer, you know, it's like you, a couple hours you're gonna go do something fun, you're gonna be outside, and it's like you're just you're just on the beach already. You're already mm-hmm. feeling it, right? So. Um, but you know that's that's a real disaster in fantasy. Yeah. You ideally want to avoid players who are on the beach, and you also want to target people who are playing teams on the beach, right? Like because th- like those are that's where you can see the blowouts because they just don't really care, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like they're just a little <laughs> more because ch- like they're kind of they're not going to go to Europe and they're not going to get relegated. Right. Yep. And so they sort of just don't have a ton to play for at this point. And I mean, you see it in every league, you see it in the NBA too. Um, so I thought we could do Brennan on a scale. And you know, the other thing that's tricky here is I'm looking at these, these on the beach teams that I've put together, Brennan. Sure. A lot of double game week <laughs> teams oh. in here. Oh dear. A little dangerous. Yeah. Uh-huh. A little, a lot of game week, 33 doubles or doublers in here. Yeah. All right. So, um, in eighth place, here's how I want to do this. It's a scale of one to 10. One being uh, totally locked in, focused, uh-huh. fighting for the rest, fighting for everything, for all three yeah. points the rest of the season. And then 10 is totally checked out, completely on the beach, doesn't care anymore. Okay? Sure. That's yep. your scale. Locked okay. in to checked out. Yep. All right. So let's start off with Wolves. Where are Wolves in the on the beach ranking? I'm ranking them uh, on a, at a seven. Okay. Um, pretty checked out. Pretty checked out. You know, cer- certainly they've uh, they've – They've got uh, what three wins in their last five, so 
what you could, sneaky, could you say about sneaky that? three wins, right? Did you realize they won three of four? I, I had not personally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I mean, they, they clearly don't have much to play for. I think that maybe this rating is impacted by how little I really want to watch Wolverhampton play. Uh, yeah. So maybe I'm more on the beach than they are. I'm on the yeah. Wolves beach more than they're on the Premier League beach. Yeah, maybe the defense slipping a little bit. We've already seen yeah. that, I feel like. And um, yeah, and then up front, I mean, I, I really don't know what they're going to do down the stretch here. The interesting stuff going on with with rotation with those forward lines. I mean, I was really surprised that Twang didn't start today mm-hmm. uh, or yesterday. I thought that that was kind of a... Um, I thought he would almost certainly start with uh, with Jimenez out. And so, yeah, I think that we might... This is the other problem that happens with these teams that are on the beach is that they start to rotate their players, right? Because why not? Like, yeah. you know, they've got... You've, you've got, you know... X player, you know, sitting on the bench, you know, for the last 20 weeks and it's time to give them a couple starts and see what they can do. And, you know, either to see if you want them in your squad or to, you know, put them in the shop window, right. For someone to come in and give you sure. 10 million for them in the summer or whatever. So I think, I think seven sounds right. It does feel like they're still fairly focused. I think the wins point to that. And, um, they also have enough players to feel like they've got like, like battled injuries all year. Right. We just have like something to play for to kind of mm-hmm. like, like Johnny, right. Johnny's now has mm-hmm. what two goals and three or whatever. Um, sure. what, what about Leicester city? Where do they go in your on the beach rankings? <laughs> um, I would put them like at a 5.5, 5. um, yeah. 5.5 to a six, as noted earlier, they are still in Europe. So they have to be focused on that and, uh, might take a little bit of the, of the shine off of, of a premier league fixture. If you're a Leicester city yeah. player. Aren't they? Aren't they? Are aren't they fully out now? Do they have any more matches in the? Oh yeah, they play. They play PSV, right? As you yeah. noted earlier. Sorry about that. Right. So right, right, right. So that probably should. But what do you get if you win the Europa Conference League? Like, do you just get into the Europa League? Like, uh, maybe you go into a playoff, uh, like the uh, Champions League playoff rounds, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna Google that real quick. What do you get if you win the Europa Conference League? awarded a position in the Europa League the following season. So, I mean, this Ruby. is a club that was challenging for the Champions League the last two years. and But I guess a cup is a cup, right? It's like it's still fun to win yeah. something, right, sure. no matter what. So, um, yeah, you're right. So the, the PSV, okay, so let's let's give them – but they may focus on that a little bit more. I think that we are seeing maybe um, the opportunity to roll out some non-Vardy assets, you know, and maybe kind of see how that all works together. Or maybe there's a little bit of – interest in that um even like within the squad like a little bit of competition to see who kind of you know um takes over it feels like madison has been you know playing um a lot better let's just sort of back from injury so yeah i'll i'll, I'll what did you say you said 5.5 yeah that's where I'll i'm say, at i'll say six i'll kick them up another half mm-hmm. point okay all right uh aston villa is next they're sitting in 10th place here uh where are you putting aston villa josh on a scale of one locked in to 10 checked out I'm putting them at a 9.2, Brandon. Wow. <laughs> I just don't think they care at all at this point. They're, you know, top half of the table. They've lost three in a row. What are they playing for? Like, what? I don't know what. I mean, I know, guess they're playing for Steven Gerrard, right? Like Mr. Football Man himself. Uh, sure. He doesn't like losing, Stevie G. Sure. Uh, so I feel like he, for me, uh, and whatever you know, emotional demands he's going to put on his players is going to bring that 9.5 down to, for me, 7.58. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I agree with that to a, to a degree. I feel like mm-hmm. you can trust him to bring a little bit of fire. It's, it's much like Wayne Rooney with Darby Bren, you know, sure. keeping that, keeping that fire going. Absolutely. Uh, all right. I'll, I, I, you know, I, I'm going to stick with my 9.2. However, I feel, I feel, uh, still I, best new music. So they'll take it. Yeah. And you know, Coutinho, I think is, uh, I, I, he's, he's, he's leaving my squad, uh, maybe as soon as this weekend, probably wow. I'll probably wait till next weekend, but I'm just not, um, overly, um, enamored. It was uh, fun while it lasted though, wasn't it? It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. I was actually planning to hold my transfer this week. Uh, but I might just move Coutinho to, um, James Madison now because I, I do want to have some luster, uh, players for, um, for game week 33. And so maybe I'll just, I'll just do that now. That's a possibility. Anyway, I have okay. to, I've just seen if I can talk myself into Jaden Sancho and, um, I haven't <laughs> been luck. able to do that successfully yet, but maybe, maybe it'll happen. Okay. I love the narrative of me just bringing, like just committing to bringing him in, you know, just after all my, yeah all my negative words, even though I have walked that back multiple times on this very podcast. Um, all right. How about Southampton, a team that is Seemingly on the beach every year, right? <laughs> and right around this time. Yeah. Uh, which is a testament, I suppose, to, you know, them being a quality club, right? I mean, you know. They're a club really that is situated on the beach, aren't they? Like uh, the on, on the yeah, south coast? True. They're literally on the beach. That's true. Brighton's coming up soon here, too. Yeah. <laughs> literally on the beach, those clubs. Oh, Southampton, you, uh, you bastards. Um, <laughs> these guys are a nine for me. Yeah. Get out of I- here. No, it's a clean nine, Brandon. We don't even need to talk about it any further. It's a nine and we move on. Um, next is Crystal Palace. I think this is a trickier one because Crystal right. Palace have they have a they have a lot of young players and they uh they have a you know a really impressive just a great, you know, Patrick VR, I think has impressed everybody, you know, so far this season with how he's done. Mm-hmm. And um I think I feel like they don't wanna it, it would feel weird to me if Palace ended the season like losing out or, you know, like kind of not giving their all down the stretch. It doesn't feel like that'd be in ca- the character of the squad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 100% agree. So I think that's going to put them right around a, a, a four, maybe. I was going to say three. Yeah, yeah. Some, somewhere in that range. But, you know, I wonder for them if there's a little bit of motivation to see if they could crack the top half of the table. I mean, people were talking about them being relegated this season, right? And now they're, you know, yeah. uh, no chance of it, really. So I think that's, yeah. you know, really, really great. Good for um, them. Uh, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Bringing us to Brighton and Hove Albion, uh, who, um, wow, this is going to be the the only certified number 10 on this list. <laughs> They've got, yeah, four losses and a draw in their last five. Not encouraging. They sold Dan Byrne, and watching him today, Dan Byrne is, I know they conceded five today, but I, I'm not blaming Dan Byrne for that, because I actually thought he did a pretty good job. And it's like, uh, yeah. That if was, it weren't for Dan, it would have been 10 goals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he marked Kane reasonably well too. And anyway, I think, um, yeah, I'll say that, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I was, let's call it a 10. I mean, I don't even, they missed a pen. They, I mean, they, they drew nil nil with Norwich. That kind of says it all right. That sort of tells you what you need to know. Yeah. I do wonder for them, like, when does it, when does it really start to curdle with Graham Potter? Uh, because Potter has got to be sick to death of being at this club. And I'm sure everyone there is sick to death of him because he's like this, I'm a big brain football, you know, guy, manager, yeah. what have you. And they're all just like, dude, we can't score goals. Like, what's going on? If you're going to go someplace yeah. that you think is better than this, then go already. I mean, you look at the club that's right above them on the table right now in Crystal Palace, right? And that's a team that that took a very a, a kind of Brighton-ish club, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
very little chance of kind of ever going down just based on, you know, who mm-hmm. was there and said, you know what, let's try to, let's try to revamp it, you know, and mm-hmm. turn it into an attacking squad. And now they're kind of, I feel like everyone's kind of in love with, I mean, you know, watch them lose like seven nil to Arsenal, you know, when they play them. But, <laughs> but in general, it feels like they've, you know, really acquitted themselves well. And yeah. So um, I don't know. I mean, you know, Brighton, I mean, to their credit, like, you know, they, they, they started the season off. Well, it feels like the wheels have come off again. I think the curse of Dan Byrne is is strong here, but <laughs> sure. Um, all right, let's move on to Brentford. I think they're there. When we get to Brentford, we're at 14th. Now we're at least approaching not totally safe here, right? They're on 33 points in the season. Mm-hmm. They have also played 31 matches. A lot of teams above and below them have played fewer than that. So they're, you know, it's 33, but it could, you could almost see it as like a, a soft 33. Right. Like some teams with a couple of wins could move past them. So where do you put Brentford in your on the beach rankings? Uh, well, I'd put them like around uh, a two, actually. And I think it's Christian Eriksen coming in as the new Brentford mascot uh, seems to have done yeah. wonders yeah. for them. Prior yeah. to his arrival, they looked uh, like among the worst teams in the division and they were never going to win another game. Yep. And now here they are having uh, one three in their last four. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and and they're like everybody's second favorite team. It seems right now, not mine. Thank yeah. you. You know, they're palace. Uh, That's palace for us. But yeah, for others, yeah. Uh, no, I thought it was a great win for them. And uh, yeah, I mean, they should be safe. I mean, I, I feel like I just talked down their chances a little bit. They should be safe this season. So I, I think I'm with you. I think two two sounds about right. Maybe even like a one point five. Very low. Um, I think they're all safe. Honestly, like watching. Uh, Everton play and Burnley and Watford. Everton are safe only because all the teams below them are not going to pick up another point. Everton aren't going to pick up another point either, but they're in <laughs> no one's going to. So well, they, that's that's why this I mean, Everton. Was, well, they're going to have to play each other a couple times. I mean, Everton and Burnley play on oh, Wednesday. Right, that's be like true. A that's huge true. match now, like a crazy match. Um, yeah, we're not even going to talk about the teams at the bottom because those are those are obviously teams that are that have to stay locked in. It's interesting though because we have two clubs to go: Newcastle and Leeds. And Newcastle is a club that I feel like they are a little on the beach and shouldn't yeah. be. You know, it's like yeah. they're they're sort of like they won a bunch of matches the early in the new year, and now they've lost three in a row. And it's like you guys are like totally safe, you know. Like, well, I think those, I think yeah. like yeah, like a month ago they had their string of victories, and then Eddie Howe put up the like. Like he was George W. Bush in an aircraft carrier, like flying the mission accomplished banner. And they're right. like, cool, we're staying up. Uh, this is not going to be like a colossal financial disaster for our new ownership group. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do think that there and I, I, don't, I don't know that there's anyone wandering the halls of, of St. James Park, like trying to whip these guys into shape. I, I expect it's probably kind of the opposite. So I'd, I'd put these guys around a, a six or a seven. Yeah, too high, it feels like, for sure. Um, and then that brings us to Leeds, and they would have been they would have been higher before, and now I feel like Jesse Marsh, very impressive. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, and, you know, they only got a point um, in that Southampton match, but it was it was a good point for them. Like, at this point, just getting any any kind of, yeah. you know, result is, is big. So, um, and they kind of, I think, I feel like near the end of that, they just sort of played for the point, which I think is, was logical enough. So um, I think they're like a one, like, it feels like that team is really, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know, like, it feels like these, like, th- they got the new manager bump at just the right time. And I, I was not like in favor of Bielsa leaving, but it does seem like it kind of, it, it was the right move ultimately. Oh yeah. No, no 
club with a man and with an American at the managerial helm is going to be on the beach because if Americans know how to do anything, Josh, we know how to work ourselves to death. That's true. We're psychos. That's true. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, it's, it's kind of a match made in heaven. I think that a lot of those players too, in that lead squad, like did so well under Bielsa because they love to work hard as well. So yeah, I, I'm, yeah. Ag- I'm in agreement. I think they're, they're locked in. Yeah. Leeds is locked. Yeah, and they've got a fun match with Watford uh, coming up this weekend too, which I'm, I'm looking forward to. I really think that could be a Watford have been a little stronger. I, have to, I, I thought they you know, it was an impressive. I know they lost two 0 this weekend, but I thought they actually played pretty well and had, even had some attacking chances too in that match. Yep. Yeah. But they're going down. Me. Yeah, I know. I mean, somebody's got to stay up. I'm not sure who yet, but anyway. All right, that's that's your on the beach rankings, and that's your podcast. Uh, you know, good luck to everybody in the, uh, the double game week match. If you've got anybody playing on Wednesday, um, obviously you have the Arsenal match on Monday as well. Uh, so I just want to say, uh, thank you for supporting the podcast and Brendan, do you want to read up our producer patrons? Yeah. Big thanks to our producers, Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, the big gaffer, Bob Escoon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forbrick, Skoging, and the Portlock Toothless Gibbon. Lindsay Rostel, Anton Markov at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey Uwong, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Marjoria, Ron Frosk, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Caleb Robbie, Todd Byerly, Alper Paxoy, Martin Ospeth, Lee Hickman, Volger Paulson Kruger, Jazz Binning, Francis Moore, Managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, FPL Pessimist, and Robert Fox, of course, all existing patrons and new patrons will be hitting our forever young mini league in game week 32 patreon.com slash always cheating rate review, subscribe, follow us on social media all across the internet. All right. Uh, that's it. I see my, <laughs> my God, at the bottom of this document, Josh, I see my wild card tinker from last week. The one kindness, oh, yeah. the one kindness that the galaxy did to me was didn't allow me to still have Edward Mendy when I locked in my my team before the oh, deadline. God, this it went in my hard to record this podcast. So that was that's a that's a saving grace. All right. Well, thank you to everyone for listening. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. 